from the studios of TLC Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Tasha Talks. I'm your girl Tasha, and we have another great episode lined up for you. Be sure to follow and like us on all social media, Tasha Talks with a Z, and listen to us every day on TLC Talk Radio. Com. Today's episode is a continuation of last week's episode. We had such a good time discussing the needs and wants of black men and women. And we had our representatives here, Michael and Aisha, to share their opinions on, on what, you know, what it is that we want, what it is that we need from one another as a people. Black love is so important. I'm a proponent. Um, I'm not anti anybody else. I don't care what y'all do. But don't disparage <laughs> us. That's, That's right. Yeah, um, we've been having a great time this week off of the show <laughs> because <laughs> I am venturing into um, online dating. And what you should never, ever, 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 ever do with me or anybody else particularly. And that how you say it, particularly? <laughs> but what you should never do is disparage black people on the very first conversation. Well, you shouldn't disparage black people generally. But then, literally, that was the first conversation. So, Mike and Aisha and I, <laughs> we have had a great deal of fun at dude's expense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the online dating platform. I, this is not my thing. I, I'm green, but, you know, whatever. Black love, black relationships. And last week, we got into a variety of topics. But there was a lot that Michael had prepared that we didn't get an opportunity to touch. So first of all, welcome back, Michael and Aisha. Thank you for having us again. Mm. Yes, Tasha, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Really, really, we do. Um, Michael, we, we, well, you and I talk at length all the time about, you know, uh, personal accountability um, and how that plays into relationships because before you can be in a relationship with anybody in any realm not even just romantic relationships you kind of have to know or should know who you are absolutely um, what were the thoughts that you, you put pen to paper you came over here you were writing you were diligent <laughs> <laughs> i failed to take pictures <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you really wanted to get out and share about how all of this relates to us as a community well, I kind I approached it from somewhat of a military aspect with uh, what are called general orders. And the first general order is to take charge of my post and all temple property in view. So uh, were you in the military? I'm not in the military. Okay. However, I'm a member of the Nation of Islam and we have paramilitary training. Got it. And so with that in mind, I wanted to just break down though that that initial statement because i think it has a lot to do with our relationships yes in the home but which of course is a microcosm of the condition of our overall community sure so when it says to take charge of my post and all temple property in view that means to entrust someone with the task or duty or responsibility mm -hmm. and so what is the charge of us as black men what is our duty what is our responsibility what have we been entrusted with and by whom have we been entrusted with those responsibilities and duties and the other word in that statement was property well property I'm approaching from a very different perspective property in this sense 
means our attributes, qualities, and characteristics that we possess as men. And we need to cultivate those gifts and talents. No human being on this planet is, not, is born without their own diverse skill set and gifts and talents. Now, what is necessary is that we cultivate them and put those attribute, attributes, qualities, and gifts into the service of our families and our communities. And then when once we do that, I think we can best serve our families and our communities, and that continues, of course, to spread abroad. That's, that's the way that I look at it. That I think that's just very important. Yeah. What about you, Miss Otto? Well, looking at your list, I didn't look at it as a military thing. So I kind of was more personal with what I thought it meant. Like, for example, when you said property, I was thinking about joint ownership of possession, material possessions that the family had. And I'm divided it up to well this is your car this is her car things like that but at the end of the day it's a family thing and we need to focus on ownership of togetherness instead of this is mine this is yours you pay for that i pay for this no everybody pays i agree and so i'm glad that you mentioned that so the reason that i approached it is just like and tasha really hit it from the onset i approached it with this in this manner because i i'm a firm believer in self-improvement. I can't improve anyone outside of me. So self-improvement is the basis for community development. And with that in mind, I focused on that word to deal with an aspect of self-cultivation. But what you stated about property, that, that also goes right into that because when the other person is dealing with this from this perspective, that same perspective, the mate, then she's doing the same thing. And now we're putting in service to one another the attributes, the qualities, the gifts, the talents that we have in service of one another. So yes, we can divvy up physical or tangible property, but we also can divvy up spiritual or quote unquote intangibles such as our characteristics that make us who and what we are. And that is how we become more complementary instead of antagonistic to one another. Yeah, like who handles X in the house? Uh, Who is the better person to talk to the children when they're in the heat of the moment? Yes. You know, tearing up your kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Like maybe, maybe, you know, her personality is not the one. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and that's okay. Doesn't make her a bad mom. Mm-hmm. But let's let's give it to Pop over here because she she might throw you across the kitchen. Absolutely. You know those <laughs> those kinds of things. Absolutely, yeah. and that's a balancing of property. That's another aspect of property. That's our our skill sets are our property. But I know that that wasn't a way that most people look at it. You know, so I think that what she brought out was an excellent point to complement. Sure. This very perspective that I use to approach that word. Aisha, you have something to add. Yes. And I hope I'm loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> you said an excellent point about. Um, I lost my point. <laughs> no, I didn't. About taking care of yourself and cultivating yourself first. That's one of our problems in a black community. When we're trying to do things for ourselves and better ourselves, it's shunned upon. 
It's like, well, why are you not over here trying to help everybody else? And people don't realize in order to help everybody, you have to help yourself first. Put your own oxygen mask on first. Exactly. <laughs> Charity begins where? At, At home. home. Thank you. <laughs> so it's not selfish. And it's it's not. I don't. I think that 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 what you just stated is very different from individualism. Mm -hmm. Learning how to cultivate ourselves and then put the best of ourselves into the service of the whole is very different from individualism. Individualism, from my understanding and perspective, is I got mine, you get yours the best way you know how. Right. That's not what I'm into. No, not at all. It just doesn't work for us. But when people think about self, they automatically think of individualism. But people, black people, don't understand those are two different things. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, then it, it's it's frowned upon. You know, then it's who do you think you are? Right, you and, think you're better than me. You're uh-huh. the black sheep of the family because you're on your own doing things. And I may have mentioned this last week, but, you know, a lot of times your action can illuminate the inaction of others. Mm-hmm. It yes. reminds yes. them... <laughs> That they're not doing what they could be because everybody's service is different. Like you said, everybody's skill set is different. Everybody, you know, I'm clearly I'm the media person in my family. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my other cousin over here can do whatever it is that she does and he can do what he does. It doesn't mean that anyone is better. Absolutely. It's just that our skills should complement one another. We talked about that in a prior relationship of mine literally moments ago. Like, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yes. You, your skills are not better than mine. Or you don't know more than me because you're older. You just have a different skill set. So the question is, how do we get people to understand that? Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> Education. Uh, programs like this. Conversations mm-hmm. like this. Um, not just, you know, on a radio station, but in person, you know, mm-hmm. challenge our uh, circle. You know, when you hear someone, I, I, I imagine that both of you do knowing your individual personalities. But the question I would pose to everyone else is when you hear your friend say something dumb as hell, <laughs> do you challenge it? Yes. Or do you just let it ride? I know you I do. do. No, I, don't. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but how many people just look at them? And then send a text and say, my friend, dumb as hell, versus saying, well, what if we looked at it from this perspective? Because you don't have to be adversarial to offer a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and it all depends on your network as well. Yeah. I have a friend that constantly says that she's trying to expand her network. She's she tired of basically going out to dinner. OK, let's go build a business. Let's right. go do something else. Let's talk investments. Let's talk uh, just teaching. People don't want to do that. They just want to go out and have fun, which you can do. Nothing sure. wrong with that. Absolutely. But it's more than just having fun with your network. Mm-hmm. If you can't invest in your network, then you don't really have a network. You got a little group of people to hang with. Or accountability. I like that. I think, and that's, so I saw this on social media as well, and a brother said exactly what you just stated, that we need, just like we spend time celebrating and you know, trying to unwind from the arduous weeks that we all have from life and lifing and adulting and however we want to put it, we absolutely need to take, because professional Tasha is different from personal Tasha. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we need to start becoming more acquainted with the professional that we have as friends. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we will 
be surprised, we can be humbled, and then we can begin to utilize all of these wonderful skill sets that we put into the service of everyone except for ourselves and communities. I think that's where there's a dereliction. I'm going to speak personally on myself. Uh, is that whatever skill set that I have, I want to make sure, not that it just brings in a paycheck, but I want to make sure that to whatever degree that I can use it, I want to ensure and make sure and be found accountable for serving the needs of a community that has absolutely been decimated by our experience in this country. Absolutely. I think the accountability group, my girlfriends and I, we're friends, and we send all kinds of ridiculous text messages and hilarious text messages and prayers and all of that, but we meet. We kind of fell off this last month, but we meet once a month. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) To say... Because life can get in the way. Absolutely. You know, but you're that, honest. Right. But that doesn't mean that we won't resume <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because we just have to. But what are you doing? What were your goals? What steps did you take toward making them? Um, and then if you didn't, why? Was it a life situation? Was it, hell, I was just being lazy. You know, whatever that looks like, you mm-hmm. know, those check-ins can remind you, even if it's, oh, my God, we meet next week. First of all, I didn't remember to buy the chicken. And second, I ain't got nothing on my notes. You know, right. <laughs> it, it, it may light a fire under you. And you know what? I actually admire you and your friends for doing that. That's really a good idea. How come I won't include it? Yeah, I'll put that out there. I'm sorry. That's, that's a different <laughs> friend group. But you can come. I, I wasn't either. I mean, maybe it's just a little sexism. Who knows? Wow. <laughs> that's how y'all feel? <laughs> what y'all not going to do is loud talk me on my show. No, I'm just kidding. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's important. You know, um, sometimes you can't do that with your family. <laughs> you know, in that friend group, two of them are my cousins, one on either side of the family. So that's a fortunate thing. But you know how that can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to Aisha's point, you are included in this next event that I'm hosting about money management. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I, I, yes, I am included in that one. I got that message. <laughs> yes. You know, because I want people to know who this woman is who has helped me make sure that my ducks are in a row. You know, I'm not rich yet. I plan to yet. be. Yes, we do. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I want to be a good steward over the little so that when I get the much. That's right. <laughs> you know, That's I'm right. doing exactly what I need to do. And it's not like, ooh, let me just go blow this on a party. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you, you put together, you put things in place um, and you do network. You know, the person that's hosting, Aisha, you met at a fun event. She oh, was okay. uh, here for my uh, birthday photo shoot because I'm the ham of the station and <laughs> so um it's important that whatever it is we do we're able to network and who knows an opportunity may present itself and like you said now we take our skill sets and we share them with the community absolutely mm-hmm. that's essential um there's just so much i think that when i when i look at and this may seem like a digression but i think i hope it's tied into our topic about using and cultivating ourselves. Sure. I think, I so some of the words, another two words that I looked up uh, were force and power. And force means mental, moral strength, or power. A person or thing regarded as exerting power or influence. It could be a group of people brought together and organized for a particular purpose. 
Now, power is the capacity to or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or a course of events. This is what we are lacking in our community. And it shows because when we look at the data on flight or black flight from Chicago and Illinois, we know that we are leaving in the thousands. Yet we leave and we move into communities that aren't much different than what we left. So instead of exerting our force and power, we flee. We scatter. Exactly. And we all know that you don't gain muscle by not using it. You gain muscle by exerting it, constantly utilizing it, building it. And so we need to use the muscle of our minds, the muscle of organization, the muscle of unity, the muscle of force and power so that we can begin to influence, change and direct the communities in which we live. We should be able to make our communities safe and decent places to live for ourselves, our women and children. It is absolutely an insult for every man, and it's a direct um, charge against us that our communities look the way that they look, and we run around talking about I'm a man. No, we're not. We're aged boys. Oh. Mm. What responsibility? If you were going to give a list, and you, I guess... I guess you addressed it at the top of the conversation. But if you were going to give a list, what is it that if we're talking about personal accountability and you said it starts there and the man is the leader in the home, he has to get himself together so that he can effectively lead his family so that then we can effectively build communities and show our force and power, like you said, right? So what is it that, what is the list if you had one? Um <laughs> That's heavy. Um, that the black man would need to um, build up, to shore up. What kinds of things would he need to shore up? Brothers may not like this one. Okay. Uh-oh. You listen real close. As men, I think generally we're selfish. In what way? We're selfish emotionally. We're selfish in our endeavors and responsibility. So I, as a man, may see, well, my wife is taken care of. My children are taken care of. And then we think, duty done. No. Because your wife has to go to her car in an environment that still is wild. And if you are not, and we are not fathering our neighbors, fathering the children everywhere that we are to the degree that we can. It may only be, how you doing? It may only be a conversation. They may be, it may be very small things, but each and every opportunity that we get, it may be as little as a smile to cultivate a relationship with someone who then in a time of need or despair may actually come to you for counsel. Mm. And so I think that the selfishness is 
a part of not the nature of man, but I think it's a part of what has been cultivated being reared by illegitimate parents in America. And so since they have been the awful stewards of our life force, then it is our responsibility to then make a list and look at what we need and what I and listen dispassionately, listen critically, listen objectively and listen without being defensive. Listen to the needs of our women and then strive to be found ensuring that we are fulfilling those needs, but we know what needs to be done. We know Pookie and Ray Ray out here slaughtering people on the bus stop. We know that there are things that are rampant in our community that we could address, and for whatever reason, we're not. And it doesn't mean that you have to judge anyone for where they are. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about judgment. I'm talking about beginning conversations and building relationships so that perhaps a person can see something through your experience or their experience with you that heretofore they had not seen. Mm -hmm. Because the scope of their relationships may have only been, dope man, dope man, can I have another hit? I mean. Oh. <laughs> I'm mad you rapping. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Aisha. Um, I completely agree with everything you just said. And while you were talking, I was thinking about Black Lives Matter. And when it was first formed, and to find out that women head that up. It's like the women are always leading. When are the men going to step up and do things? That's mm. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful statement. So, for me, I am a firm believer in these words from the Old Testament. Kill the male and spare the female. Killing someone is not just killing them physically. Kill them morally. Kill them mentally. Kill them psychologically. Kill them spiritually. Make them so impotent that they may as well be dead. So this is what we are dealing with in the community. You all are really dealing with a nation of dead men. And I'm not saying, when I look at Black Lives Matter, because I know there's a whole nother side of that, um, that when they are saying Black Lives Matter, when you, if you've ever taken the time to look at their, what would you call it, charter somewhat, mm -hmm. uh, then you can kind of see another agenda in Black Lives Matter. I won't touch on that right now, because that's not our primary right. topic. <laughs> But nonetheless, um, I think that we should, as men, uh, we have to take, take charge. So that's the direct, that's, that, that's the first general order. Take charge of our lives. And so when we take charge of our individual lives, then we begin to intelligently utilize the skill set of our women so that we can take charge of our communities. It's a, it's a pairing that must happen. I like that word, pairing, because pairing means that we're working in unison. Mm -hmm. So when we're working in unison with, it, with an idea, 
Unity doesn't mean that we agree on every point, but unity does mean that we have identified an issue where we do agree and we're going to galvanize and summon the force, the total force and power of our being to face and overcome that particular issue in and with unity. I think that's where we start. And I also wanted to add, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> that the black woman needs to kind of step back a little bit and let, I ain't going to say let a man lead because I don't believe you let anybody do anything. Like you said, Hallelujah. the man needs to take charge. Sadly. We the, like that, by the way, men. We, we, say it again. No, say, no, say, no. Say we don't again. like it. We love it. Ooh, baby. We don't always want to lead. That's right. But we're not going to let our families fall apart. That's right. Uh, can you repeat that, please? We don't always want to lead, but we don't want our families to fall apart. Let's and if we got to be the one in the front, we got to be that big mama taking care of everything because the daddies and the sons and the uncles are around doing whatever, we're going to do it. Mm. But at the same time, what are we teaching our young boys? That's exactly what I and was they about say to that, ask uh, they say that a woman cannot raise a man. I don't necessarily agree with that. However... It, it'll be better if a guy raises a guy. Mm -hmm. Things happen. You know, we got to work with what we got. But we need to stop catering to these boys like they're babies and treat them like the men that they're going to be. So I'm glad you brought that point up, Aisha. I would like to know from both of you. Um, I know I've heard it. I'm not sure if you've heard it. But I there's a cliche saying mm. that mothers – and I know that this was speaking specifically to the black experience, but it could be universal. Mothers love, raise their daughters, but love their sons. How do we begin to change that so that our daughters and sons are both being loved and raised? Because clearly, if you're only giving, if you're raising the daughter, are you really loving her? And if you are only, quote unquote, loving the son, but you're not rearing him to be prepared for the adversities of life. If love is a verb, that means action. So what are you really preparing? What actions have you given him that show that you are really in love with him? Aisha, I'm sorry I keep waving my hand, camera, because <laughs> I want to make sure Tasha sees me. I see you. Um. For oh, yeah, it is. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For starters, the black mother is so worried that her son will not be loved by the outside world. Say yep. it, say it, yep. say it. Don't ask me to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right, and that's exactly yeah, where I was going. And it's, we want to show love to our sons. We want to show love to our daughters as well. And we, we have to find a balance. Yes. We have to. You cannot raise your daughter and expect her to want to submit when she gets married because all she sees is a strong woman taking charge while her son is her date her son yeah yeah I he said becomes it. a second child no the son no i'm talking about the son oh the son is the boyfriend oh, oh yeah. yeah the son is the husband no mm -mm, mm -mm. you can love your children you should love them equally but you have to show responsibility you have to give the black boy responsibility coming up you can't just cater to their every need otherwise 20 years from now we're gonna end up in the same situation we in now or worse you know because that's not how life works and so mm -hmm. now he is 
ill-equipped to deal with. So I, I was going to say something very similar to what you said, Aisha. You know, a lot of times it's, um, and it's probably subconscious, but the the mother sees all of the adversity that the black man faces. And she's just like, oh, I don't want my baby to go out in that. And I don't know why it's different for girls, but. I'd like to touch on that when you finish. Okay. But they overlove them. It's a warped defense, if you will. They're trying to protect him from it. But now he's ill-equipped to do anything, you know. And now, you know, then you now you got something different. Now when he does meet somebody and she's waiting on him to man up, mom is still in love-nurture mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why you being mean to my son? Because your son play his PlayStation all day and the mortgage is due and I'm the only one paying it. Good day. That's why I think that's an excellent point. Uh, but in defense of mother, I will say this. The black woman's experience in America is like rearing a male child in a house that's absolutely on fire with gasoline constantly being poured on it. So I think that our experience is that maybe subconsciously, maybe unconsciously, the black woman does not want to rear a man that's so strong that now he's challenging the forces and the powers of our oppression. Because in her mind, she does not want to lose her child like we lost a Martin, like we lost a Malcolm, like we lost a Nat Turner, like we've lost so many to a system that is hell-bent on our destruction. So I think that also plays a heavy role in how and why our women nurture or handle the rearing of the black male the way that they do. I agree with that, and I'm going to pause you right there. I want you to keep your notes for next week because that's a good place to end as we put a pin in know exactly why this is happening as we begin to delve into that uh, you've been listening to tlc talk radios tasha talks tasha talks with a z don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter instagram and of course youtube catch us every day on tlc talk we will catch you next week <laughs>